Scissors Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gaming with Scissors Podcast. I'm your host, Nitro Weasel 3K, and uh, Piper refers to me as Peepaw because I like naps. And you go to bed too damn early. I, 1 a.m. is early for the next day, not early for the night that we're going to sleep, especially when I have to get up to work. Hater. <laughs> Hater. That's your fault for being in a different time zone. I, yeah. And you just move out of my garbage state. I'll tell you that every single day. I know. I know. I, I can't. It's just <laughs> I, it's adult things. Yeah. So I am joined as always by uh, Piper. How are you, sir? Uh, other than making fun of me being people. I'm I'm good, people. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> All right, and uh, we are are rejoined by Zero Ping, aka Nick, who was unable to join us last time, so he is back again. So hooray! Hi, Nick. Hello, I'm back. Also, been unable to join us the past three nights that we've tried to record as well. Well, you know, no power and old man sleep and. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Don't sound like excuses. Oh, they Boo. are. <laughs> how, are, how are you uh, other than uh, having no power? Um, well, rested, I guess. <laughs> the us or me, I guess. Sean can live on like no sleep. Yeah, I'm I, the that. I, I, I have to sleep. But I can go for a few days and then I'm like, if I don't go to sleep, I'm going to cut somebody. So <laughs> that's just how I function. Dude, I have like super crashes. Like I'll I can go on like no sleep for like four days, five days sometimes, and then it's like boom, I gotta go to sleep at like six o'clock. Yeah, and then I then I really feel like an old man. Like if I come home and take a nap, I'm like, I gotta take my nap. Oh god, I wish <laughs> I wish I could take naps when I come home. That sounds just like amazing. It's it's fine. I mean I take I try to only sleep for like an hour. Hey guys, this is a gaming podcast. Talking about old man sleep. You're all welcome. We're three minutes in. It's all about man sleep. This is about naps. This is about naps. So, uh, yeah, we have some exciting news uh, from the site. Uh, if you guys have not been to the website lately, you should probably visit nerdlifetx.com because we now have available for your browsing, shopping, and viewing pleasure T-shirts with our dumb faces on them. So that's a lot of fun. You can buy T-shirts with our faces on them. I ordered one. I, it is going to be here Soon, someday, I think. I think it said that it was going to be there like on like Friday. Yeah, so I'm hoping I can wear my own face on Friday. Is that weird, by the way? Is it weird for me to wear a t-shirt with my own face on? It, okay, so I think it's acceptable because it's an illustration of your face, and it's not actually like just a photograph of your own face that you got made at the mall. <laughs> yeah, like at, <laughs> you know? the, at the booth where they they uh, they uh, what like airbrush t-shirts and hats. I was thinking more of the one they just like stick your t-shirt in like a, a bubble jet printer and <laughs> print a picture <laughs> of like your your grandpa on it or something like that. You know, give it to your dad for like Father's Day. Like, I got this shirt made at the mall for you, dad. Sometimes. That's awesome. Yeah. They're quality shirts. Um, so I hear, I haven't ordered one of the, the ones for the podcast yet. Uh, I need to get it. But uh, we had somebody else buy one and, and 
he said that it was awesome. So I'm going to go with that. The, the shirts are awesome. And uh, you guys should uh, support the, the podcast and go buy a shirt because that'd be great. Yes, do so. There is also a, uh, a t-shirt for uh, Get Big Son, which is a quote from Piper's daughter, Riley. She is internet famous, at least for us, as internet famous as we are ever going to get. It is, it is due to Sean's daughter. <laughs> I think she's more so. <laughs> the one, the only video that we have like over like 500 views on, she has like 25,000 views on this video, and it's it's just her playing Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Just naming characters. She doesn't care. She's just like, yeah, that's Batman. Okay. But yeah, well, we should link to that in the description here. So if you haven't seen that, you should definitely check it out uh, or go to the site and, and check it out. Cause it's, it's a lot of fun. It's really funny. Uh, she's what she's two, right? She was two when you recorded it. No, she's three. She was, was she three? No, she was just three though. Right. Uh, yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know how old your kid is sometimes. <laughs> she, she has to speak to me on the phone and then immediately asks for my wife. Yeah. Like everybody else in my life, she just likes my wife better than me. <laughs> she's like, Can I talk to Matt? And then you put me on. She's like, Hey, where's Danielle? And I'm like, All right. <laughs> she's just curious where she's at. She doesn't actually want to talk to her. She just needs to verify that she is present. Right. Yeah. She needs, is she there? Can she hear me? <laughs> she's worried for her life. Right. Yeah. She's like, she's like, Wait, she lives with you. So I have to be concerned about where she's at at all times. Make sure she's not locked up in the basement. Right. Yeah, if anybody's locked up in the basement, it's me. Because that's what podcasting is, kids. It's shouting at a microphone in your basement. When you're by yourself. By yourself, yeah. Because if any other people are there, it's it's extra awkward because then you have to pretend like you're having a conversation with nobody because that's what it looks like you're doing when really you're talking to people online. Uh, and I edit these, so I know that there are at least two other people in here. At least. <laughs> like in your basement? Uh, in the room that we're in. I mean, I don't know. There are probably two other people in my basement. I don't know. I don't check it. They're just creeping around. I just like I just treat it like uh, a horror movie. I, I just treat it like that scene in Home Alone where Kevin's trying to do laundry, and uh, the the uh, air conditioner comes on. And he's like he's like ah, and he just runs back upstairs. That's how I go out of my basement every day. I was like open my office door, and I'm like I'm like nope, and just run up the steps. You don't know what's down there. What creep? I don't. I don't know what's down there. I assume it's uh, it's ooky spooky skeletons though. I always assume it's skeletons. There's just skeletons down here somewhere. They came to party with you, man. Yeah, party skeletons. Yeah, they've got really sweet Bermuda shirts on <laughs> that, they, that they got over at uh, at uh, Hot Topic. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we talked about the t-shirts. Uh, I guess let's move on to uh, Sean. What did you do this week in gaming? Man, I it was kind of slow. Uh, actually, I've played two, three games. I played three games this week. And uh, so that would be the one thing that's taken most of our time has we've we've gotten uh, buried under uh, player unknown battlegrounds. Oh if, uh, my god! If you have if you guys haven't played that, it's it's a good spend, a good spend, a good waste of thirty dollars. Uh, I really enjoy it so far, and I'm not into like whatever. What genre would you call that game? Yeah, I'm calling them like survival shooters because it's. It, I don't. Do you want to explain what it is? Because I don't. Nick, you've not played it, right? No, I haven't actually. Yeah. So you can explain to Nick and and thus our audience what exactly how it works. Okay. So basically, the game is you jump out of an airplane with a hundred people, 
and then you kill everyone. That, that that's the whole goal. <laughs> it's it's literally like it's literally every it was an it's ninety five or hundred people to a map, and you can play singles, you can play doubles, or you can play a squad of five. Which I found out it's five people in a squad. Um, yeah. So you have your your group that you play with or by yourself because you're lonely, and uh, you start off in an airplane. And it flies over this big old island and everybody jumps out whenever they want to. Like you can jump out at any point on this island. Okay. So you land, you you kind of parachute down and you have to scramble to find weapons and armor and like resources like uh, first aid kits and energy drinks and drugs, stuff like that. You know, things you look for in people's houses. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Basically, if you're a video gamer, exactly what you think you're going to be looking for if you're playing a game about murdering people. Yeah. So you go and, uh, you know, you put your your bicycle helmet on and you get a a flak jacket and and a matrix coat and a machine gun and some skinny jeans. Uh, okay. You find some skinny jeans all over the place and some army boots. And uh, yeah, you, you just don't <laughs> die. The point of the game is don't, it's like hunger games pretty much or battle Royale. If anybody's ever seen that movie, it's an awesome movie by the way. Yeah. So yeah. And, but the cool thing is like, as you're playing the, the playable map kind of shrinks. There's like a magical laser wall that, that tries to kill you and uh, you have to keep moving further in and closer and closer. And it forces everybody to kind of, see like interact with each other you can't just like hide in a building the whole time unless you're like in the middle of the map so you just hang out and you, you try to murder everyone and steal their stuff and it's really fun and i'm surprised i'm not really into games like that like i've tried like h1z1 and uh we played the culling for a little while that's the probably the closest thing if you played the culling then this is pretty much that with no crafting yeah that's that was one thing i didn't like about the culling though is like you could get better drops and kits and learn things and, and pay to upgrade in unknown battle or uh, player unknown. Uh, you can't pay to win. Uh, all you can do is unlock cosmetics. So you can drop with some sweet shades on, but you ain't <laughs> dropping with a machine gun. So uh, you basically, you just drop with like whatever cosmetic things you, your character has and they do, you no good. So you drop in those like jeans, boots, and a, a shirt. And then it's just like, Oh, well you, got to go find a gun or whatever. And you're, you're like going in all these like bombed out buildings and houses. And so uh, you, you, one building you go in might be chock full of stuff. You might find like an AK, a bunch of rounds of ammunition and a flak jacket. Meanwhile, you know, that's Sean in one building. And then across the street, I'm in a building and I might just find like an energy drink and a frying pan. Yeah. A frying pan and a banana clip for a gun. I don't have like, it's just random. You never know what you're going to find when you go in the buildings. So it kind of makes it interesting because everybody drops at once. So if you happen to drop and you see somebody else dropping near you, you either have to punch them to death or everybody runs away from each other knowing that other person is nearby. And they're like, oh my God, like I got to arm up and go murder that guy before he finds me. It's, it's super fun when you have duos. Single yeah. is much more difficult. I find duos more fun. So is it like DayZ a little bit? Like King of the Hill. Okay. Last Man Standing. So that's what it's called? I don't know what it's called. I know there's... Yeah, H1Z1, I think it's called King of the Kill. Um, but yeah, 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 it's, that's, that's essentially what it is. It's everybody goes, starts with nothing. Uh, alliances can be made and broken because there is talking in it, but I will tell you, and I'm thinking about maybe writing something about this. That game is just full of racists. Oh gosh. Just the internet. Uh, if you have your mic, your mic chat turned on in uh, player unknown, you're just going to, you're going to hear every racial slur under the sun. Every single one of them. Because when, when they put you in, like, you start on an island, right? When it loads you in. And that's just like a player lobby while it loads in 100 people. Then once it loads in 100 people, it just magically teleports everybody into an airplane. Uh, 
Well, when you're in the airplane, if you talk in the open mic, you can't see who's talking. There's no player names and there's no way to know who's talking to just mute other players or whatever. So it's just open comms and everybody's just saying the most hateful racist shit I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) It's like, it's not a good idea to give keyboard warriors complete anonymity. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's 4chan the video game. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, as far as well, I mean, as far as the the interaction goes, but you know, it's I don't, I don't, I don't, I ignore that part most of the time. I don't listen to people when they're talking to me, and I don't talk to them. But I like the game so far; it's really good, it, and it's something I haven't gotten bored of it yet, which is kind of surprising because games like that, I'll play for a little while. And I'm like, yeah, this, I'm tired of this. Like that's that's what happened with with like H one Z one. I was just like, Ugh, I don't like this. But uh, I really I dig it, and it's easy to get into. And the cool thing is, like, when you're playing, you can actually upgrade all your weapons, like all your guns you get. They, it kind of forces you to continue looking for things. It's not like, oh, I drop down, I'm going to get the best weapon I, I can right off the bat. You can, again, oh, okay, I can find some more upgrades for it. I can find some, you know, a better clip or a scope or whatever. So, so it's, it's kind of cool. spawns are kind of random then? Yes, it's yes. completely random. Okay, cool. Yep. The map the map is always the same for now, but what spawns in each location is is random. Now there are certain places you know you're going to get better pickups, like there's a gun range, but that's designed to be a hotbed where people are all going to go. So it's like, yeah, you go to the gun range, there's going to be a bunch of guns there, but if you go to the gun range, there's going to be seven other people on the gun range. So then it becomes whoever gets gets that first handgun when you land cuz even a handgun, if you're fighting five guys with fists, uh, a handgun you could take them all out without even batting an eyelash. It's gonna save you, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. So uh, yeah, so that's that's a good time. Um, yeah. I was uh, been playing that, and uh, I also got into the Warhammer 40k Dawn of War three multiplayer beta. That's a lot of words to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got to I got a couple of games in that and. I really, really liked it. Like, I'm a huge Warhammer fan. Like, I love 40K. I mean, I have tons and tons of models. I love love the lore, everything about it. It's just really cool. I, I like that whole, like, story. And so, like, anytime a Warhammer game comes out, I'm like, I got to play this. I got to play this. So I was really excited when I got to play Dawn of War 3. And they uh, kind of, if, if anybody's played Dawn of War 2, they, kind of, they, they didn't go that direction with it. They went more towards the first Dawn of War game, which is... It makes me happy as as a RTS purist. Like I didn't like Dawn of War two that much because it was all about, uh, you know, in the campaign, it's just play the game. Here's your units, and you really don't have any control outside of that. Each right. mission is very specific. Um, I mean, there was multiplayer where you can actually build up a base and and units and all that good stuff. But um, with Dawn of War three, it it's back to what an rts is you build your base up you collect resources and you build your guys but it's graphics it's beautiful um the gameplay is really neat i i, I did a, a bunch of 3v3 games so it was you know lots of teamwork going on it was a lot of fun um it, the one thing that was really unique about the game is when you before you load in you you actually have loadouts that you can build for your your army so you get to choose what like race you want to be out of the space marines orcs and uh eldar which is really neat um would you you know again you have that another one but the really cool thing is like with space i pretty much only played space marines um but they have all of the different factions <laughs> i know i don't <laughs> i don't like to play like in real life i don't like to play it but 
uh, in the game. That's what I played, you know, but whatever. And, and it was really neat because they had each of the um, the different factions within the Space Marines. So if you wanted to be Dark Angels, if you wanted to be Blood Angels or whoever, they had all of them there for you. So that was kind of cool. And uh, whichever army you picked, they actually had, it wasn't just like a color swap. They actually had the like insignias for everyone and all the banners were correct. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's sweet. That was my biggest complaint with two is I always felt like even if I was like, because I do kind of like the Blood Angels, even if you even if you were the Blood Angels, like nothing really changed. It's yeah. just like, oh, you're you're just red now. Yeah, pretty much. And there were I didn't notice like a whole lot of difference between I, there may not be any difference from uh, one to the other, but it was cool that you actually had the different color schemes already pre set up and you had your banners and stuff. The other really cool thing is, is you have, you can select what elite characters you want to take in to a battle with you and you get to choose three. So, um, I always played with, um, so I will just call them man with big hammer assassin and Titan. <laughs> I don't remember what their names are. I'll, I'd have to look them up, but it's, it, that's really, really neat. And you have to unlock those characters as you play. So you play the game long enough, you do enough damage, you collect enough resources and it unlocks like your first character and you can drop them anywhere on the map. So you can be in the middle of a, of a battle and you'll be like, Oh, I need big hammer man come down and he'll like fly down in the drop pod and he'll jump out and he'll start fighting. And you can control him and all that good stuff. So that was really, really cool. It, it, it's a lot of customizability, whereas, you know, in the other games, you really didn't have that. It was just like, oh, build your army up and then go buy all the Predators. That was pretty much it. But uh, in this, it's uh, it looks like it's going to be a really good game. So I, I might have to force myself to pre-order it. I don't, just because there's some skins that you can get. I don't usually ever pre-order anything, but that's just playing the beta. I was like, man, I, I got to get this game. It's good. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, I, I'm, I have, I own the first one. I actually found a copy of my, my, uh, game of the year edition in the garage. I sent a picture to Sean. He was like, what is it? Is that in a trash can? I'm like, no, it's in my garage. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but I, I have like the, the big box edition of it. Um, and I, I, I remember playing that a lot. Like I, I used to play a lot of like Starcraft and Warcraft. Um, and then when Warcraft three came out, I kind of tapered off, which is weird. Cause I, cause I really it's like, like the MOBAs. best one. Well, not only that, but I really like MOBAs and that's literally what built MOBAs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the original Dota was just a mod for Warcraft 3. Yeah. So, um you'd think I would have liked it, but I just didn't get into it. And then I I think it was like really sick. Uh and I I was going to Walmart to pick up a prescription and I saw that and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm not I don't feel good. I ain't going to work." Nothing. So, I bought it and played it a ton while I was sick and then I don't think I ever touched it again. So, I have this like box set that I've like almost never played. Um you need to install it and play it. Well, I'm I'm interested in playing uh, three because it looks pretty. Like it's a pretty looking game. So I'm 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 super interested to play it. Um, if nothing else, just to see how you and I will fare in it because I think it'll make <laughs> some good content to see my idiocy uh, within the 40k universe. I just want to scream at you a lot. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I uh, trust me. I tried to play that Eternal Crusade and I got screamed at all the time. Uh-huh. I was asking me like like how I heal people and they were like they were like saying weird in jokes about the Imperial team and stuff. I'm like I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> how do I, I stab you with this needle in the face and make you? <laughs> well, that's a bad game. So you're it's, it's, you're not it's a hard 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 game. It's it's super broken and unbalanced. It's one of the most unbalanced games I've ever played. Yeah, if you've been playing for a while, you just win every time. Yeah, for real. There's there's no like matchmaking really in it. It's just like, oh, and now you're playing. Hope you like playing with everyone who's max level. Good luck, bitches. You. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, uh, do you play anything else? Uh, yeah, kind. I, I fired up a game called Shadowverse, 
mm-hmm. which is essentially just a Hearthstone ripoff, like a direct knockoff of Hearthstone. And I, I don't get this. Like, there are so many ideas out there that developers can can you know tap into, and and I get that you can be inspired by a game, but I cannot stand games that are just like like one for one clones with just like way worse artwork. Like the <laughs> game, it's just not as fun. It's not as deep, and it's just I don't know. I I played it for like ten minutes. I was like, yeah, this is, I'm gonna play Hearthstone. Because nobody's gonna be able to touch Blizzard's lore to begin with because they have such a deep pool to pull from. But not only that, um, they make a quality product. I don't. I am not a big Blizzard guy. I wouldn't call myself like a Blizzard fan. But the Blizzard games that I do like, I really, really like. And even the ones I don't like, I respect for the quality of product they are. Yeah, I I don't know. Like it's same thing. We 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 were talking about like uh, Mini Masters last time, and. Dude, that, that game in a fire. It's not. It's not that bad of a game. But in a fire. It's the worst. It is a knockoff of um, uh, Clash Royale. This is a mobile game, right? Like you know, Clash of Clans. People made it or whatever. It's the same game. And the sad thing is, the phone game is better than that. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> a bad job if your game is not better than a game that I can play on the toilet. <laughs> Honestly, get you need to get some better artists or developers or, or just someone with a brain that can make me a better game than than a toilet game. I'm gonna go play my toilet game. I don't need this. This is a toilet game. I'm gonna play my toilet game. I don't care. That that's what it comes down to. So that frustrates me. But uh if you want if you, you wanna play a game that's pretty much Hearthstone, but Hearthstone's free, and so is this one. But you want to pick the worst free game? Go, go play Shadowverse. <laughs> it's worth so a that's, try. That's, that's a that's a that's a glowing recommendation from the Piper. So that's good. That's my review. Uh, that's my review. You're welcome. Uh, that's that's some content for you. Buy a four pack. Yeah, <laughs> buy yeah, buy buy four. Share it with your friends. Give it to your friends and neighbors. That's that's what I did with with. I bought an extra copy of King of the Kill and gave it somebody. Somebody uh, gifted me the Saints Row Four like complete box set, and I was like, Hey, you know how you shouldn't be nice to strangers? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking. About. I'm like, Yeah, no, you shouldn't be nice to strangers. And I just gifted them that, and they were just like, Oh fuck you! Like they were so mad. I was like, Yeah, that's what you get for being. I'll learn you to be nice to people. Uh, and I did, and he won't ever again. So that's I, I did my bad deed for the week. Um, so that's good. Uh, all right, really quick, we're going to take a commercial break to let our sponsors come in here and hopefully persuade you people to buy things. And then uh, when we come back, we'll go over what Nick and I uh, did this week, and uh, we'll move on. we got a couple stories for you, so hang on. Okay, thank you for sticking around through that. We really appreciate it. Again, our sponsors, they will help us in the long run because it means that we will be able to make better content and more content. (laughs) So we appreciate it when you guys sit through those and uh, stick around after the break because it does in the long run help us out. Okay, so um, Nick, did you want to go over what you played this week? I actually ended up playing a game called Halcyon 6, uh, Starbase Commander. It's a uh, pixel art game strategy based um the combat's kind of turn based almost like an old rpg and i haven't got too far into it but uh from what i played so far it's it's actually pretty fun that sounds like a forever alone game 
Yeah, it's a forever alone game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good forever alone game. Yeah. I, I backed that on Kickstarter, so I've had it for a little while. It's a good game. Nice. I like yeah, it. I, I think I had the indie box of it. I think, did you get my indie box of that? Did I'm playing your indie box, yes. Yeah, because I, I got it, and I like looked at it, and I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> I, I'm really weird about what I want to play and what I don't. Um, I was, I'm more into like horror games and adventure games. I would actually, I'd say adventure games are more my thing than anything else. I like, I like exploring. I just want to go exploring. Well, if you want to go exploring, uh, why don't you try any of the wild? Because I want to play good games. <laughs> not, not produced by a company who doesn't get me. That's not produced by a company. That's a fan made thing. Oh, see, so it's produced by a fan who doesn't like me. Good. That's true. If you listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hateful people. They're all hateful people. So uh, so you, you played NES of the Wild then? I, I did, yeah. Uh, it's actually a fan remake. Uh uses uh, Zelda 1 graphics, and they're kind of remaking, in a way, uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, it's pretty clever, actually. If, if you play it, uh, you can see the grass move when you walk. Um, there's a lot of little subtleties like that in the actual game, but it's, it's literally just straight Zelda graphics, Zelda NES graphics. And, um, they just kind of mix it all together. It's, it, it's pretty fun. They didn't get immediately shut down by Nintendo because uh, I know that that fan project that those guys are working on to bring, uh, was it the Metroid Red, game? No, Red Dead to, uh, GTA five, right? They got shut oh, down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because Rockstar was like, nope, we're doing that. I can't believe Nintendo didn't immediately shut this down, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's been a couple days and it's still up. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be up for very long, so grab a copy if you want it. <laughs> it's just a demo at this point uh, that's not a full game. Is there a plan to do the whole game? Like, Are they trying to make this whole open world game? Or was it just supposed to be like a proof of concept kind of thing? Like, hey, like here's this. It's kind of neat. No, they're trying to do the full thing. Um, they they allow you to do PayPal uh, donations when you download the uh, demo. So good luck, guys. <laughs> hey, Nintendo, if you're listening, uh, I just want you to know uh, Nick did this. <laughs> Nick did this to you. And developers, if you're listening, Nick did this to you. See, that? See, see how I just turned everybody against you? That's what you get for back in Nintendo. All of it. I, I'm not backing Nintendo, though. It sounds like you are. <laughs> yeah. How many Switches did you buy? You bought like 13 of them, just so you can give them all your money. <laughs> I, bought, I bought one Switch. Although, I, all right, so I did back Nintendo a little bit this week also. Uh, I, oh. didn't have to buy, <laughs> I did an eBay purchase this week. Uh, I bought a Game Boy Light, uh, or Game Boy Pocket, rather. Um, it's backlit with the Bivert mod already done to it. No, but that's okay. That's like retro stuff. So okay. they're not getting that money. They've already got their money for it. But yeah. it's beyond retro because, again, this is like everything Nintendo does. The fans make it better. Mm. Yeah, somebody else make it better. <laughs> hey, you guys didn't put a backlight or you know anything to help with the contrast on this. You gonna you gonna fix that? They're like, nah. So some fans like, hey, if I if I just jack the screen out, shift this plate, and then put an LED back here, this thing was gorgeous. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Like. That's all it took. And Nintendo's just like, nah. Too much work. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like you guys. Out. You'll figure it out. Friend codes. Yeah. Friend codes. <laughs> Make sure, get this 72 digit code. And uh, you'll be able to play your friend's, uh, you know, Mario Maker level. That's just a bunch of bombs just shooting you in the face. 
in the shape of a dick. That's all it is. Hope you like it. Hope you like dicks and bombs and you don't like playing Mario. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a combination of all your favorite things, if those are your favorite things. You're leaving right, that out. No, <laughs> I'm leaving it in. <laughs> I do have a Nintendo Switch, and uh, I am you Sorry. Know, forever alone, so uh, here's my friend code. No. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Boo's right. Shame. Shame. I don't have a bell. I'd ring a bell at you right now. <laughs> Shame. All right, cool. Uh so as for myself, uh I obviously played uh Player Unknown Battlegrounds with the Piper and as well as Alone. And uh it's intense. I was playing it when Nick was in the podcast channel a little bit early and I was playing it. And I think he was super worried about me because I just kept talking about how I was nervous. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Like I was getting all paranoid. <laughs> Dude, it makes your heart race. Yeah, I can hear my heartbeat in my headphones. Like when I'm playing it, because you have to play with headphones. That's pro tip. Play with headphones because if somebody else is in the house you're in, you can hear their boot steps or, or if you have your headphones on. If you're using speakers, it's harder to hear. So yeah, headphones. But yeah, so like every time Nick like moved something or if like he was like typing and I heard like clicking or something in my headset, I'm like, what is it? What's happening? What is that? Where is it? Like you're just getting all paranoid. And then I got blown away by like 17 guys because I am bad at that game. I love it, but I'm bad at it. <laughs> Story of my life. So I played that. Uh, what led me to play that was I actually played that uh, H1Z1 King of the Kill for a little bit. I played it for like an hour and I hated it. I was like, this is the worst game ever. Uh, it, this would be better if I had a team of people. And then I was like going around in my head like, eh, should I like buy it for somebody? Like, you know, buy it for Sean or somebody and say, hey, let's like play this together, even though there's not like a team mode, I guess. Uh, and then I started looking into uh, Player Unknown, and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I wanted. So I ended up buying that instead. Uh, I also played a little bit of uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. I was getting back into that because I love those games. Uh, two, not so much. Origins and this one, I like. Origins is still my favorite. You know, I, I could never play it. Because the characters feel like really, really heavy, and yeah. just the it's so it's so boring. It's a yeah. boring game. I have to skip a lot of the lore. It's one of those games that's super lore heavy. Skyrim is kind of like that a little bit. If you like go and try to find all the manuscripts and read them, it's similar to that. But I don't care about any of that. And I play my care. I I RP all my characters in those games. I don't know if I've talked about that before with you guys, but. Uh, I RP all my characters. So when I start my character, I'm like, this character is going to be an asshole and this is like their end goal. And I, I decide it all before I start and then I, I, I RP that character. So if uh, if an item comes up that I think that the character that in my head, that's what my character would say, that's what I say. You're such a nerd. I know. Well, I used to, <laughs> I used to just answer the questions how I would answer them. And the problem with that is nobody's all good or all bad. So when you answer questions like that, it it screws up any systems that are dark light systems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it screws those up because they don't know what to do with you because you're not being completely negative, but you're not being completely positive. So you end up in this weird floating position in the middle. So that's why I started RPing my characters because I was, I got tired of not getting the strongest good guy powers or not getting the strongest bad guy powers or, you know, whatever, because I was floating in the center of the entire game. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, I got, I got back into that. Um, I'm playing uh, an elf mage, which is awesome because those are those. That's a combination of the two most hated races uh, in that game. Everybody hates mages and everybody hates elves. So you're gonna just be the worst. Yeah, if you would ever feel like the worst human being ever, 
just play that character in any of the Dragon Age games, and it'll just be everybody going, garbage person, you're a garbage elf, nobody likes you, and then they're like, wait, you're a mage? Ugh, ugh, mage. You're outside the circle. Go back to, go back to your mage hut in the woods. We don't let you out here in public. Like, that's all it is. So, uh, yeah, if you want to feel good about yourself, go ahead and, and play that, because it, it totally doesn't feel like casual racism on the game's part. <laughs> So yeah, play that. Uh, that's fun. Uh, and Sean and I were talking, and Nick and I actually were talking in an unrelated conversation about the Raspberry Pi because I, I bought a Pi Girl kit a long time ago, and never put it together because when I got it, uh, I bought the whole kit from Adafruit, and it didn't come with a case. I was going to 3D print the case. It was a whole thing. So I bought a couple uh, Game Boy cases that I thought, hey, I might kind of like mod it to fit in here, and then I started looking at the buttons that came with it, and they weren't quite right, and then it didn't have a speaker, like. It just it, the kit wasn't what I wanted it to be after I got it. So I kind of put it off to the side and I didn't really do anything with it. Well, Sean and I were talking about the, uh, there's a lot of modders online who are taking those now and they've, they've built custom components that you can put them into like a full size Game Boy case and it adds sound and it adds, you know, all the buttons on the outside work. And there's a, a game pack you can slide in it that looks like an old Game Boy cart and all this stuff. And I think that I'm going to tackle that as a project just because I, I would like to have something I'm I'm more likely to play retro games when I'm on the go than when I'm at my house and I have the option to play, you know, Dragon Age. If my choices are the original Final Fantasy or Dragon Age, I'm going to pick Dragon Age. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry because I get why people like retro games. I understand, but I am not one of those people. I am not always going to pick a retro game just because it's a retro game. I'm going to pick the game that I want to play. And in most cases, that's newer games because we progress with what we could do with stories and that's what i like about most games is the story so you know for me it it makes more sense for me to have an on-the-go retro system so i'm actually recommitting to that i'm gonna hopefully next week gonna be buying a lot of the components that i need uh just a few button mods and those kinds of things uh, to make it actually fit inside of the game boy uh, like a full-size game boy case because i have a replica one it's it's not an original one but it's some like re like reprinted one from Japan that I ordered on eBay. So yeah. So I'm going to try and get that going. Is it reprinted from a mold or like 3d printed? I think it's from a mold because it doesn't look 3d printed, but it's a, it's, it's that it's remember when uh, you, like your original game boy got old. It turned it like kind of yellowed a little bit. It was like that gray, but it kind of turned a little bit yellow. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That's it's, it's that grayish yellow. Okay. And the, it's got the screen. <laughs> it already looks old. Yeah, it's got the plastic thing that goes over the screen because, you know, there's two pieces to the screen. Well, it's three. Um, but the actual screen, there's a like a scratch screen that sits over top of it. Mm-hmm. And it came with that, but they it has Pokemon all over it. I don't know why, but that was the only way I could buy it. <laughs> so it just has Pokemon all over it. And I don't even like Pokemon that much. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. This will just be neat, I guess. So I have that. Are you sure it's not like Pikachu yellow? <laughs> uh, no, it's not like clown ass yellow. Okay. It is like it is like this is when this is when a smoker's house yellow. <laughs> okay, that's what it looks like. You just got the dirtiest one that they had. Yeah, it was just it was just too close to the smokestacks that they all eat their lunch around in whatever weird factory it was made in. Anyway, all right. Well, we're gonna take another really quick break, and then we are going to pop into a topic or two. And uh, that'll pretty much wrap us up for this episode. So hang around and. Check out the topics after these breaks, after these commercials, whatever. This break. break. This break. 
All right. Welcome back. Thank you again for sticking around through that. So um, when we started talking about topics for this week, uh, I was kind of at a loss because there is a lot going on in gaming, but nothing that you're like, oh my God, I have to talk about that. Until Nick and I kind of started kicking an idea around and he filled out the topic sheet. So I'm going to let you take this one away, Nick, and then Sean and I will kind of join in. And if we have time for a second topic, I do have a second topic I want to go over. If that one gets cut or we have to wait for it, you guys will just wait till the next episode to find, find out what that was. So, uh, but for now, go ahead and take it away, Nick. All right. Well, first of all, you guys are familiar with G2A? Yes. I was, was not. Okay. Uh, do you want do you want to do a quick uh, synopsis? Sure. So the G2A service is actually a paid service like a kind of like a Steam or something where you're actually buying keys. But uh, you actually buy like Steam keys or I think they sell like GOG keys also. I know they sell uh, Windows uh, keys, a few other things. Uh, but their business model kind of is that they purchase keys in countries where the value of those keys are really low and then they'll sell it in other countries or they'll buy large packs of keys at one point, you know, at one time at a discount and then resell them at, uh, at just below the retail price. So that that's kind of the whole deal behind G2A. But the shady part is a lot of times those keys are stolen. That is the problem. So how, how, how does one, it, it, is it just somebody's generating these numbers and they just figure out the algorithm that the keys are created by? No. Or how does that no. work? Okay, no. so l- let's say that uh, you're like hanging out at home and your dad goes to work. Well, you're going to sneak in there. You're going to steal your dad's credit card. You're going to buy a ton of, ge- of keys for like whatever game. Then you can go onto the little marketplace and you can sell them and make some money. Right. Ah, I see. So, so really, they're they're stolen in the stupidest way possible. In that your dad probably paid two hundred dollars, and you're going to make a hundred dollars back. Well, yeah, because you didn't have that two hundred dollars that your dad had. Now you have a hundred dollars, and and most of the time, though, it's not like I'm stealing my dad's credit card. It's I am running a phishing scheme, and I'm stealing people's credit card numbers online, and then I'm going to go buy them and make money. Right. Yeah, so it's it's definitely shady. I mean, there are people there that are legitimately like, oh, I, I have this extra key that I got and I want to sell it. So you can go on their marketplace and you can sell it. Uh, or you can buy directly from G2A who obtains them in one way or another. Um, but see, there's some legit stuff on there, and but a lot of it is just kind of like, okay, I'm buying a game that just came out yesterday for $15. Yeah, and they actually had a deal um, for the Bulletstorm remaster. They had a deal with Gearbox, and that they were going to uh, have all these perks that were G2A specific. And I think it was like a day after it launched, uh, Gearbox kind of had this list of demands for G2A, um, which include uh, stop selling fraudulent, uh, their fraud protection. So they sell their, like... uh, fraud shield or something like that i believe it's called and what that is it's a it's an extra like dollar or two and that protects you if you do have a stolen key or you know the key gets revoked or something like that or it doesn't activate after they sell it to you so um, aka we know we're doing shady shit this is like our legal eh, we have an out well it's not even a legal out really it's just them making a little money on the back of that that's dumb well didn't 
so hold on. I was under the impression that Gearbox didn't know that they were shady fuckers until after Gearbox's fans. Well, I use the term fans loosely because I, I don't think that anybody can really say that they're a Gearbox fan. Um, I, I thought it was after people got all riled up and got sassy with them on the interwebs. They were like, oh, we should probably look into this company. And then they looked into it and they were like, oh, God, this is a nightmare. This is a PR nightmare. No, yeah. I, I, there's no way that you could not know. If you're a game developer, you have to know about gray markets. Like, well, that was the thing, though, is that they were claiming that they didn't. And I think that's why people threw them under the bus again, again, again. It seems like they're always they're they're infinitely under the bus. And the only reason that those demands came about from Gearbox is because um, I was I was watching some stuff on YouTube. Uh, Total Biscuit um, he contacted Gearbox at the discretion of like a, a bunch of fans. He was one of the people, but there's a couple of YouTubers that contacted him, and they're just basically like, "What the hell are y'all doing? Why are you doing this? You are stupid." And that's kind of when when Gearbox was like, no, 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 we'll 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 make it right. And then that's when they came back with those demands. Right. Uh, Randy Pitchford from Gearbox actually even went out publicly and said that he didn't know about uh, G2A's uh, fraudulent practices and things of that nature. So, you know, I, I have trouble believing that guy though. Aliens, anyone? I was gonna say aliens, <laughs> colonial marines. We have to have that conversation about how garbage that was. Yeah, yeah. The it's it it is the no man's sky to a way worse degree. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I, I don't I don't trust it. I, I know I have a feeling that they knew exactly what they were doing, and they were hoping that either nobody would say anything, or not enough people, or enough important people would say something to make them actually do anything about it. You know what's messed up about that? If they were a little bit bigger or a little bit lesser known, nobody would have given a shit. But because they have so publicly destroyed their own reputation through things like Colonial Marines, that's why YouTubers who are, who are, are actually able to create content that gets millions of views, the Jim Sterlings, the Total Biscuits, that's why they're paying attention to you. Because you screwed up so bad that now you're always in the crosshair forever. They're well, never going to not be able to be in the crosshair. And I, and I think, again, I think if it was just two dudes making it and they had done that, nobody would have said dick. If it was Ubisoft, nobody would have said dick. Everybody would have been like, it's, yeah, that's Ubisoft, of course. Um, but <laughs> I, I think being, they're in a weird gray area because they're, 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 I would say they're still AAA, but the, I think that they're probably the low end of AAA. Yeah. And I think they, they, they are more under the microscope just because they have made some bad business decisions up to this point. I would agree with that. I, I think I really think that if it would have been any AAA company that it would have done this, that had a very, I guess, a well-known game or game series, I think they would have gotten called out. I, I think if I think if Ubisoft would have done it, I honestly think that it would have been even worse. Because that would have been like a nail in the coffin for Ubisoft since they've just they have been just like wrecking everything that they can get their hands on. So but they I don't mean, care. They don't they don't bat an eyelash about it. The the only time that they finally listened was when enough fans said, We are literally gonna stop doing what makes you money. We have all come together and decided we are not gonna play your game until you fix it. 
And then they were like, oh God, like this is a logistic nightmare because we need to make this money. We are already banking on this money. That was the only way they actually listened. They were, they, before fans were talking about a boycott, they were never going to change those amounts on the steel on the uh, for honor. But that's what I'm that's that's what I'm saying with, with companies like that, companies that think that they're they're too big to be affected by that, that would have killed them. But I, I think that like you're saying that with Gearbox being on more of the lower end of AAA, that they one still have some contact with their fan base and they can still slightly relate to them. At the same time, they they could immediately see the backlash and they were afraid. So they, they made the smart move and at least went to G2 and like, look, we need you to like stop, stop being like, just like scumbags, which I don't know. I don't know if it matters or not. Wasn't the answer pretty much no. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And that's the thing. So the only way this is just like the, uh, uh, the gambling scam with the CSGO skins. Yeah, similar. Yeah, there was shady people involved. There was theft involved. There was, you know, it's preying on a select group. They know who they're preying on. They know exactly who who, who these keys are coming from, and they know exactly who they're selling them to, right? So it's the same thing, in my opinion. And claiming you didn't know was just like those two YouTubers who were like, oh, dude, I just found this site. It's so sweet. Look at all the stuff I want. And they owned it. They owned the gambling (laughs) site. Yeah, I just found it. I just found it. It was amazing. I just found it because I freaking developed it. That's why I, I, found I registered it. the domain. Yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing. It's so easy to find it when I get an email that says you own this now. It wasn't that they just found it. It's just they just founded it. So that, oh, found is a typo. Is a yeah. Typo. Sorry, we we just typo. misspoke. We we I, I, what what had happened was I had misspoke. So, but I kind of feel the same way about this. Well, G2A did get a little bit of pressure, though, um, not just from them. At what point is it on the sketchy people who are buying from them? Like, do you see what I'm saying? It's going to be really hard to make that, that hey, just like Sean said, you know, you're, a game comes out today, you can buy on there for $15 tomorrow. It's going to be really, you're going to be really hard-pressed to tell a, a teenager, don't do that. Yeah. Right. Which I was exaggerating a little bit, but... It is it is deep discounts. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like it's it, at what point? Yes, the company is definitely to blame, but enough legitimate people need to stand up and say we're not going to deal with you because you're sketchy bitches. Well, that's what the, at a Croatian uh, developer conference after that they kind of got a little bit lambasted from the actual developers. They were on stage, kind of more or less marketing their product. And uh, <laughs> the developers started kind of digging into them. They were talking about uh, that protection shield that's supposed to protect customers and make sure they get a legitimate key. There's an additional charge for that. So they know that that's a problem, right? right. And not only that, G2A receives uh, 90% of the actual charge. And uh, they get 100% from the shield insurance. So, I mean, they're just cleaning house on that. Oh, and... Matt, you'll like this one. The uh, G2A person that was uh, representing the company at the time said that people should be more forgiving of the company because 40% of their 750-person staff is made up of women. Wow. <laughs> Let's play that card. Oh, yep. my Christ. No, we, we're not scum. Look, I know a lady. That makes me not a scumbag. 
Yeah. See, because we're like, well, there's a lady that works here. We employ women, and since yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, you guys, what are you? What are you all sexist? You try to shut us down because we employ women? No, dude, we're trying to shut you down because you're an idiot. That's why it has nothing to do with you employing women or not. You you could be you could be a building full of Martians, but if you were still a scumbag, you'd still be a scumbag. Like it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh God, that makes me so mad. It's wonderful. That's it's Ugh. just wonderful. <laughs> That's our community, ladies and gentlemen. You know, when when yeah, exactly. When people talk about gamers or games media or they talk about toxic communities, that's the kind of shit they're talking about. Yes, it is. These are the people that guys like the the nerd life staff, we don't put up with that crap on, on the nerd life staff. If somebody says or does something that we consider too harsh, they don't get their article published. You know what I mean? We 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 all sit down together, we talk it through and if they say something or do something that is unwarranted. Is, yeah. Is unwarranted or not representative of what we think the core of nerd life should be. We're not, we're not going to let them do it or we're not going to let them say it or we're not, we're not going to back them up. And th- because we don't, we do not want people to look at us and think we're, we're like that. No, I'm not going to throw it. Hey, Oh dude, we love like this. We know this girl that does art and she totally hangs out with us. Who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. We had a girl write an article for our site once. That doesn't make us like anything special because to us, she was just a writer. And using that as a card is even more offensive than pretending that you're not basically encouraging people to steal. Oh yeah. It's, it's completely ignorant of the topic, right? You're, I don't know. It's It's frustrating. It is frustrating. Right. You threw a grenade in your house to avoid anybody noticing you set the trash can on fire. (laughs) Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Dummy. Jesus. So that's a lot of fun. Pretty what exciting. Do? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are running short on time here. Like I said, we're trying to shorten up our episodes, tighten them up, because we did get a couple people say they wanted us to tighten them up. If that is not the case for uh, you and you're listening to this right now, let us know. Send us a message on Facebook. Or better yet, hop on over to iTunes give us a five-star review and then tell us what you want to hear from us. Uh, The reviews on iTunes actually make a much bigger deal than you think they do. They help us out a lot. They help move us up in the rankings and it means more people can find the show. Uh, We also kind of were talking about it. If you just tell two other people that you know to listen to the show, just pick two people you think might like the show, have them listen to it. That would help us out immensely because that means we're going to have two new listeners after every episode. That would be really cool if you could do that for us. So everybody just tells two people about the show. You'll be our best friends forever. And I will totally give you a high five. If you come to one of the conventions that we're at, I will give you a high five, a free one. I won't even make you like our site or whatever before I give you a high five as my sign indicates that I wear around my chest when I go to these things. High fives. Come on, Matt. We all know you're a hugger. I am not a hugger, but I will, hug, <laughs> I will hug you. I will hug you. If you, if you, uh, Leave me a, a review. <laughs> but not a bad review, though. Yeah, if you leave us a five-star, I will hug you. I don't care. I'll give you all the hugs. I'll give you a high five and a hug. It don't matter. At the same time. At the same time. Yeah, it'll be crazy. I'll, I'll, I will hold your one arm up awkwardly and just high five it repeatedly while just rubbing my chest against you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, lots of one-star reviews. Nah, that's <laughs> yeah. a one-star. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Screwed you up. sure you want me to host the show? Yeah, it's fine. Everybody's reevaluating me hosting the show at this point. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of Nerd Life TX, as we just were, 
if you haven't been to the site lately, feel free to go over there and check it out. Uh, we've posted a few articles since the last podcast. We got the Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi teaser posted, and that article was actually written by Corey, who is our guest host on the last episode. So if you liked Corey and you want to hear more of him, definitely go over there, read his first article. It would mean a lot to him. It would mean a lot to us if you could do that. Speaking of Corey, he was also a guest on the other podcast that I do called Nerds at Drive-Ins, which is also available through nerdlifetx.com. And we might actually have some exciting news uh, coming up about that as well with regards to uh, it might be joining a larger podcast network, which would be really cool. So that would make two of our shows now on major podcasting networks, which is awesome. That means That means the world to us that Enough people like us that that's happening. So that's really cool. Uh, We also did, I actually did an article about crowdfunding, uh, a project called Powerbomb. It's really awesome. Uh, As you guys know, if you've listened to some of our other shows, I am from Ohio. Uh, Nick is from Ohio. Uh, Sean, obviously, Texas. Uh, A lot of the other writers in Texas. Powerbomb is a movie that's made here in Ohio uh, using local Ohio wrestlers. It's a thriller about an obsessed fan. Uh, and it's all takes place in the indie wrestling scene here in Ohio. Uh, the indie wrestling scene here has produced a lot of really awesome, famous wrestlers. So if you're interested in the indie wrestling scene, you're interested in thriller movies, that kind of stuff, check out my article, check out the crowdfunding for Powerbomb. It should still be running when this goes up, but if it's not, you should totally at least follow them on uh, Twitter and Facebook and keep up to date with that project. So, uh, yeah, besides that, yeah, Sean, uh, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on uh, Twitter at, uh, wait, what is my, GWS Rancor, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think for a second. I, I, I get on Twitter, but I, I, it just logs me in automatically. I don't remember what my username is. But yeah, at G-W-S-R-A-I-N-K-O-R-E. That's where you can find me. And then you can find uh, Nerd Life TX on literally everything. Uh, just at Nerd Life TX, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, spaceships, whatever. Awesome. Uh, underwear vending machines in Japan. <laughs> we're in lots of those. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, where can people find you? Uh, I am Zero Ping. That's Z3 R Zero P and G. And you can follow me at Facebook, Twitter, and on Nerd Life. Also, you can catch me hosting my new podcast, uh, Gamer Stories, uh, which is available on both iTunes and Google Play. Yeah, very awesome. Uh, it, it's kind of an interesting take uh, on what it means to be a gamer. So yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. Definitely check it out. Uh, you, just, you just put your first episode up, what, a week ago? Two weeks ago? Uh, two weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, so definitely, definitely make sure you check that out uh, if you got some time. Why not when you're done with this episode? You just subscribe to anything we do. All of them, yeah. There should be one button where you're automatically signed up for everything. Right, yeah. And then and then throw your wallet at your computer. And I think <laughs> some of that money will come to the hosting or something and help us pay for all this. <laughs> that's how TCP works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. that's that's Patreon, basically, right? You just throw your wallet at the computer screen when you like something? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think that's how Patreon works. Yeah, just magic. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Again, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Anywhere you see this, make sure you leave us a review. You can leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, any number of places. The best place to leave us the review will be iTunes, of course. Make sure you check out the website, nerdlifetx.com. Beyond that, we will see you next time where hopefully I will be less tired and more entertaining. So until next time, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Goodbye. Bye. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye.